Planet X Cinema is a pop-up movie theater showing righteous trash cinema. Each week on this show, the Hicks brothers meet to take suggestions for new movie titles from the Planet X faithful and turn them into brand new films. It's fake movies from the minds of madmen. Welcome to the Planet X Cinema podcast. I am Drew Hicks. I'm Blair Hicks. Happy Halloween, Drew. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. We are, uh, even though we kind of did a Halloween thing last episode, we are recording this on the actual day of Halloween. I think I think it's okay. I don't think anyone will be upset because we're celebrating the Halloween season. Halloween's very big. Christmas gets a season. Halloween can have a season. I don't think two weeks is excessive. So. No, it's cool. And it's it's actually, it's one of those things that's kind of fun as you get older. Like tonight we decorated our porch and as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to run downstairs so I can help my wife hand out candy to kids. And like that part's pretty cool to be on the other side of it. Like I, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I carved a jack-o'-lantern, a real jack-o'-lantern for the first time in I think 12 <laughs> years. No year. way, really? Yeah. Dude, um, me and Lauren do them literally every year. We sometimes do them like, sometimes we will carve some so early that we have to go back and buy additional ones. Like sometimes we'll do two rounds of carving. We never skip it. So I, I swear this is going someplace that is actually pertinent to Planet X, but I carved jack-o'-lanterns with uh, one of my friends. Mm-hmm. She suggested that uh, we do it on a whim. My jack-o'-lantern looks like shit, and I love him. I love him so much. I'm so happy with him. Yeah, Lauren and I have an annual, an annual tradition where we, uh, we carve jack-o'-lanterns and we watch Lost Boys. It is the perfect movie to watch close to Halloween while carving pumpkins. It is, it is spooky enough. It is fun enough. And you don't have to pay any attention to it. And it, right. is, it is perfect pumpkin carving movie. So I was hanging out with my friend. We were on our porch uh, carving jack-o'-lanterns. And I always keep some movies on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had Night of Living Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead, and mm-hmm. Day of the Dead. I had all three on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had never seen Night of the Living Dead. So when we were carving jack-o'-lanterns, she got to watch Night of the Living Dead for the first time. And then we were hanging out and having dinner, and w- w- we wanted to watch a horror movie, and she saw Hellraiser for the first time. So Whoa, in the same, big night. Yeah, in the same night, I got to show somebody Night of the Living Dead and Hellraiser for the very first time. Nice. It, it, was, it was a blast. It was night, great. Night 68, not Night 92, right? Yeah, correct. Cool. Yeah. Not the Tom Savini remake. Cool. Um, dude, that's huge shit. How do you get to be... Well, I don't know. I guess we're kind of weirdos, but like... It happens. It happens, man. And in fact, you know, that's... It, it's funny. Like, that's... We, we just had our, our, our Halloween double feature of The Blob and Invaders from Mars. And Colton Bowen, who is the, to, to date, the only two-time submitter to our show, uh, was there and had never seen The Blob. And afterwards, he was like, literally, like, his exact quote to me was, holy shit, that movie was great. How have I never seen that? How has nobody ever talked to me about it? And it was like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's why Planet X exists. Like, these movies are fucking amazing. I was there. Two, my two closest friends in life showed up, and I've known them since we were about 11 or 12. And neither of them had seen Invaders from Mars. And both of them were like, how, how have I never seen this movie? This is perfect. This seems like the kind of movie I would have rewatched over and over and over again as a child. And I was like, well, that's kind of a compliment. If somebody comes up to you and says that after a Planet X thing, you go like, all right, job well done. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. The only, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's fun to be, it's fun to be introducing people to these movies. I mean, that's why we do it, right? And I don't know what better time to have that feeling for us than Halloween. I guess it's like if there was like a planet eccentric holiday, it has to be Halloween. Yeah. And and I would actually like, so this is, this is interesting talking about like showing movies to people and watching certain movies every year and carving pumpkins. Like we're not, I'm not going to do the bit where I'm like, Christmas is taking over, but it fucking is. And it's depressing. But <laughs> there, there really should be like 12 days of Halloween. Like there should be like, pumpkin mess where you carve your pumpkin and there should be like hellraiser night where we watch the first three hellraiser movies. yeah i i would like to do the 12 days of halloween i tell you what that'll be a project for us we'll come up at some point with the 12 days of halloween i think I just, that yeah, would be i think great. there should be like there should be a uh you know an advent calendar 
Right. I was just thinking. I guess about it wouldn't that. be called Advent though. It'd be called like a decomposition calendar or something. Yeah. But like, you know, every day you open up a little door and there's a shitty movie in there for you to enjoy with your friends. Yeah. It would be your your deviant calendar or something. <laughs> your deviant like, calendar. There you go. This is, yes, well, some something to work on uh, for the future. But this is this is good, man. I'm, I'm in a good mood. Like, I'm literally sitting. I'm looking out my window. There are trick or treaters walking up and down my street. Like, yeah. We're not here to talk about the 12 days of Halloween. We are here to take your suggestions for new movie titles and turn them into uh, righteous trash cinema. Um, you can send us your hypothetical movie title suggestions by visiting our website, planetxcinema.com, and clicking on the submit button, or by shooting us an email at planetxcinema at gmail.com. Uh, Blair, do you have a suggestion for us for this week's film? I definitely do. Um, okay. Colton, Colton Bowen, it was, uh, I hope you enjoyed your week sitting on top of the first repeat um, pile on, on Planet X because we're going to do another repeat. And this one is from uh, Ben Bellamy, who submitted our second film. He submitted oh. How Great Thou Art. Great. So, uh, so we're going to do one of Ben's, friend of the show, Ben's. And the title I have selected for this week is Bring Me Your Head. Bring Me Your Head. Bring Me Your Head. Bring Me Your Head. Yeah, he okay. sent us a bunch of good ones, but that one just spoke to me. Yeah, Ben sent in some bangers, man. He's got some great ones. And this <laughs> he is one did. This is one of them for sure. Okay, bring me your head. So thank you, Ben. Thank you very much. Great suggestion. Thanks a bunch, bring Ben. Your head. Mm. Of, Al, of Alfredo Garcia. <laughs> so I got um, I got two vibes initially from this. Well, yeah. Okay. One one is I mean, and we kind of talked about this when we got into our whole jousting ESPN thing, which is still patent pending on all that. I'm waiting. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. But it made me think of, you know, bring me his head, like the sheriff of Nottingham kind of a thing. And so we could go kind of that route with it. But I, I, don't, I don't know if that's anything. The other thing it made me think of was like, it smacks of like, like Rob Zombie film titles, kind of in a sense that it's like, or like, okay, oh, uh, good, good anecdote. So when Drag Me to Hell came out, uh, I was in a bar with a friend and the trailer came on and he, he wasn't a huge cinemaphile, but we had watched some horror movies together. And I was like, what do you think of this movie? You know, Sam Raimi did that. And I know you love Evil Dead too. He's like, oh shit, that's Sam Raimi's film. Cool, I, I want to see it. I just think the title's really stupid. And I was like, are you I kidding me? I think the title's like, the best part, are you insane? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, drag me to hell? That's so evocative. When's the last time you saw a movie called Drag Me to Hell? And this, to me, this is one of those titles, like, bring me your head. Like, yes, this this may be like a remake of like a 1950s film or something, because it's just too good of a title. I like that. Uh, let me tell you what it made me think of immediately, which is, this is good, because now we're going to have three options to choose from. You okay. know what it made me think of? Horror Western. Ooh, cool. Yeah, like a, yeah, 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 like a lawman trying to bring in a, like a, a, a criminal, a bandito. It's very rare that somebody pulls off what I call like the oddball Western. Uh, mm. I think the best example from our childhood was definitely Oblivion. Um, not the recent film Oblivion, but the... Um, yeah, not the Tom Cruise Oblivion. Yeah. yeah uh, straight to video sci-fi Western Oblivion. Sci-fi Western, yeah. Um, but it does occasionally happen. They tried it with Cowboys and Aliens. Um, hmm. Like okay, that. that's I fun. Like, yeah, let's get like off in that direction. I like that a lot. Well, well, no, I, I don't want to... <gasps> no, I got a great idea. Yeah? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, totally. Um, what if the movie was... What if it's like we, we did Frankenstein in the Old West? So you've got, I think, a, like a lawman who's built from the parts of other lawmen or something. Oh, wow. Something like that. Like, I'm not, again, like, we're not doing a zombie movie, but what if we had, like, a Franken lawman and the villain, well, or something? I don't Is there anything there? That seems kind of like an undead lawman. Ooh, ooh. Or we could do an idle hands thing where he's a good guy. No, it's got to tie it back to his head. I was going to say his hands are from like a famous gunslinger but maybe maybe we can do both maybe he's a lawman where like his his eyes are from a scout and his hands are from a gunslinger and like right well no that's what I, so if we did do that you could hypothetically make it to where it's one of those it's a it's a like we're just gonna play on cliches until i get mm. something better it's yeah like 
um, Western movies, it's always like, who's going to be the sheriff? Nobody's going to be the sheriff. And mm. in this film, um, the town doctor digs up corpses and makes a sheriff. And okay. the head, the head is, you know, the, the, somebody wants the head back, basically. There's okay, some what if, yeah, no, that's real good. Oh, like, like bandits, bandits stuffed gold in this head before they buried the corpse. So okay, that's not bad. So what I was, what I was going to say is what, what, is, okay, let's lean hard into goofball horror western. That's great. Let's bring in a lot of, so I want like hoodoo in this film, hoodoo slash, oh. slash voodoo. I want some Santeria in this film. Like we can do some spooky stuff with that, right? Which is cool. I like that. That's, that's quite good. We can definitely do a Dr. Frankenstein in the Old West thing. I mean, maybe it is just literally Dr. Frankenstein having fleed the events of the book Frankenstein and it's a direct sequel. We can play with that idea. <laughs> but here's what I think. I think the first act should be the entirety of the Magnificent Seven goes wrong and the town doctor gets these seven guys' corpses and it's like, I'm going to make one super lawman. <laughs> like, like seven guys get hired to clean, or whatever it is, four guys, five guys, it doesn't matter. They get hired to clean up this town. They fail. And the town doctor, who is essentially the reanimator, goes and gets their corpses and it's like, I have made the lawman. Oh man, can that even be like, the pre-credits scene is like a sort of, it is, is played seriously where you see yeah, yeah, totally. It's played straight. Four or five lawn men coming together and mm-hmm. then just getting completely blown away. And then the title comes up, Bring Me Your Head. And then over the credits, well, yeah, maybe see, not over the credits. Is, but It's fun, though, because we, we don't have to be literal with the title. The title can just be evocative. And, and actually, well, let's put a pin in it. We'll come back to why the head is wanted if we need to. But yeah, I think, I think what would be great is if you had, like, basically the dudes from Predator in a Western they they get hired to clean up this town and the dude the dude or dudess who they're trying to clean up the town against is like doing something supernatural or something kind of pseudosciency like i like bringing in some like light steampunk elements to this cuz we're going to have some fun with like the reanimation corpses and stuff so we might as well just have fun with everything uh so yeah they come in they totally spectacularly fail and the town doctor like sews their arms and legs and organs and eyes and stuff together so now we've got this lawman who's come back from the dead who has to hunt whoever this villain is. I think I've got it, Drew. I okay, think I've lay it got on me. it. Lay it on me. Um, what if the film is the first two acts, They a small town assembles this team to mm-hmm. fight the supernatural. Sure. Uh, and then at the end, they're out of options. The town doctor gets together with a hoodoo or Indian uh, magic person and they build a corpse and then the uh, the hoodoo person or the what the magic person sure. um, and animates them and in order to do that they somehow use magic to separate someone's head from their body and put it mm-hmm. on top of this Franken cowboy and that's where the head significance comes in and then they unleash their Frankenstein sheriff on the supernatural villain. Does is that something? Does that work? Or I think it's very good. I think yes, I like that very much. We can definitely do that. While you were talking though, I was also thinking if you want to take this all the way, what if the villain what if the villain is the supernatural element? So we don't have I mean I like I like the idea of like the doctor being kind of like a reanimator type steampunk character. And maybe there's some like magic involved in how he brings them back. But what if the villain is like a vampire in the old West and the only way to kill him is to cut off his head. And so like the beginning is like these lawmen being like, okay, we're going to, we're going to clean up this town. They think it's like just an ordinary ruffian. And he shows up and he's like fucking flying off buildings and ripping people's heads off. And they're like, there's blood everywhere. He eviscerates them. There's no way they could have won the battle because they didn't know what they were up against. But the, the reanimator character, our town doctor, sees this from, the, from like the sidelines of the battle and is like, I have to use supernatural, evil, pseudoscience, whatever, to bring this lawman back. And now they know what they have to do, which is we have to fight. Well, now you have, now you have Frankenstein in the Old West versus Dracula in the Old West. That's, really like that. that's, that's not cool. bad at all, right? No, that's fresh as hell. 
Um, cool. Okay, let's go that way so, then. Oh, well, maybe I, that's it. Maybe maybe he used some of the vampire blood or something to bring them back. And now the thing, it's a Highlander situation where the first one to get their head cut off is going gonna, is gonna to die. That's the only way to kill these two dudes. That's pretty good. So now that's, it's bring me your head from both sides. I, okay, that's good. Let me throw out what I was thinking of. I think it's kind of garbage now, but I don't want to leave it. <laughs> no, I don't want the table. My, my thought was that the reason the sheriff can't survive, I love in old West movies how it's like, we can't keep a sheriff for more than like a week or whatever. Yeah, yeah, things are just so bad. Maybe it's because there's an actual curse on the town. Ooh, that's cool too. Yeah, okay. So this supernatural villain who is like a manifestation of this curse and it's like a Native American curse. So you have this Native American character who's talking to the reanimator doctor and he's like, I understand that you can use your science to build this Franken uh, sheriff guy. Um, but the only way we will ever be able to rid ourselves of this evil is if Franken sheriff brings me the head of uh, Old West Dracula so that I can perform the rites and lift the curse off of this bloodstained land or whatever it is. Okay, is this- I, I like it with one caveat. Yeah, no, no, cut it up. I don't care. I, I like the idea that it's it's literally fighting to save the town. Like it's fighting to save the town versus like an, uh, an existential curse, not just like a bad dude. Yeah, but, so it's but, two monsters button heads, right? It's, no, it's great though. It adds stakes. That's great. It's always good to have stakes. Um, especially when you're fighting a vampire. Oh, um, hey, all right, hey. <laughs> something that, okay, something that a lot of the movies you and I like, and a, a trope that a lot of them do that is not cool, is magical Indians. I'm very worried and, about And it. other magical people of color. So although I completely concede that if this was a Planet X film that we were showing, it would probably have those elements. Can we not do that? Can we instead... Can yeah, no, I mean... Can it just be like a magic saloon girl or, or something? Yeah. Can we throw something else in there? You could be a ghost. We've got a Frankenstein and we've got oh, a Dracula. Like, <laughs> why not a ghost? I mean, I, I, like, I don't hate the idea of native inclusion, obviously. I just, I want to avoid the, like, magic minority character. No, I do, like, I, there was I a think, little bile yeah. in my, back of my throat there. So, but I would like, <laughs> so, but what do you think about that, like? Um, no, I love it. I love it. Basically. Yeah, no, and this is easy, too, because we can actually hand wave all this in the first act, where the lawmen are, are rounded up, they give them their money, and they're like, yeah, you got to clean up the town. The dude's rolling into town tonight with his gang. Okay, so they, they wait around till nighttime. The vampire dude shows up, he wrecks the town, he rips it apart. But before he does, he's like, don't you know that this town is mine? Like, I own this town, I own the dirt underneath you by forces you couldn't possibly understand. And so now everybody's like, what the fuck is that? Like, he's just a bad dude. He goes full vampire, rips up the town, kills the lawman, whatever. They get brought back and the reanimator guy, plus some other character who is introducing magic into the story, they're like, hey, there's something bigger going on. Like all of this stuff is unnatural. That dude's that dude is responsible for some kind of curse, or like he has laid a magical ward on this town that allows him to control it. And so until until his head is cut off, that curse will not be lifted. So it's not enough to like put this guy in the ground. Like they need to find him, they need to cut off his head. And then yeah, right. like we said earlier, because they used the same, you know, they took some of his blood or whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay. The, our hero, our hero has the same curse where if his head is cut off, it's Highlander rules. He's out. I like but, this. Here's lips. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, no, go for it. What, what do you got? Because I, well, I got an idea. What I was going to say is that, so there's going to have to be some exposition um, mm-hmm. in the story. And I hate, I like to stay away from narration and stuff. Why don't we have the reanimator doctor be new to town? That's an, also an old West trope. New sure. doctor coming to town. That means that everything can be explained to him. Oh, yeah. That's real cool, too, because then he can, like, yeah, you have that scene where he's like, oh man, I, by the way, I really, I kind of like calling him Dr. Frankenstein now. I'll be like, like I his name is it. like Frank Steiner. And then like, oh. and then like when, when he's doing the surgery, it's like, where did you learn how to do this stuff? And he's like, I wasn't always called Frank Steiner. I came from a faraway land. It's like, oh cool. Okay, so it's a soft sequel. Like, and then, well done. That, no, that's not bad. And then you stay away from the, it's pronounced Frankenstein. No, now he's Frank Steiner. Frank Steiner, <laughs> I really, really like. That's really fucking good. Hey, thanks, and man. Of course, like, he can go to, the, I kind of like the idea of like a 
tarot card reading hoodoo kind of bar wench. We can do some mashup with that. I think that's a fun way to do it is if you have a character who's just sort of vaguely spooky and then it doesn't have to be like, we don't have to get into like one tradition or another. But she's the one that's going to lay the plot on. I think what you have happen is you have a Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think you have a scene where the bad guy shows up and the doctor tries to stand up to him. Um, and uh-huh. he's like, uh-huh. dickhead, don't you know? Like, you're fucking with powers you don't even understand. And then, so he lays that on him and then kind of knocks him out, kind of takes him out. And then he's recovering in the bar in the room of the hoodoo priest, priestess uh-huh. character that we're kind of picking at. And she's the, he's like, what the hell happened? And she's like, like, it's time you knew. You know, basically do that. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's have when the lawmen first roll into town, let's have like a crazy old hag lady who like looks horrible and she's like peeks out from behind like a beaded cover on her door and there's incense coming out. She's like, You're all doomed, you're all gonna die. And they're like, yeah, whatever, old lady, like, we gotta stop this bad guy. And then later when Frank Steiner, Dr. Steiner, is reanimating this corpse like she comes into the room and you're like oh it's the bad witch and she's like i told him it wasn't gonna work like nobody listens to me <laughs> and so now we have like i think we have kind of a pan spooky witch character who's like an old hag like i like that a lot and i think it's a young actress in old lady makeup because that, that's great <laughs> okay i really like that i was gonna make a joke when you were doing the voice of the hag that was gonna conclude with um and I'm Joni Mitchell, and I used to have the voice of an angel. <laughs> Just before our love got lost, you said I'm as constant as a morning star. <laughs> yeah, then I continued smoking four packs a day for <laughs> 40 years. That's how I sound this way. We've got, we've got uh, like a vampire. I'm imagining him as like a robber baron kind of character. Yeah. Like a, like a, fanc- like a fancy 19th century. Uh, oh, like a highwayman. Like a highwayman? Well, no, no. I, well, okay, we could. No, we could go that way. Like, like a. I was thinking like a, more like a um, oil man, like yellow journalism, like fat cat. Like, I mean, it doesn't oh. necessarily have to be like fat, but like an older middle aged kind of guy who's like, I own this town. Like, y'all can't do nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like I am, that. I am no Svaratu. I am Wampir. <laughs> kind of like a, a, um, what's his name in that Sam Raimi western, The Quick and the Dead. Oh, yeah, uh, 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 Hackman, Gene Hackman's Hackman, character. Gene Hackman's yeah. character, kind of like that. Great movie, too. Holy that shit. That is an amazing movie. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen I it I want, like, Colonel, Colonel Sanders as Wampir. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's got, like, seersucker suits. He's like, well, well, what do we have here? <laughs> I declare I'm getting a case of the vapors. That's right. <laughs> I, no, I like I like. There better that. not be any garlic in this here mint julep. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think we need to start already cleaning up, though, because we've already got some spaghetti floating around. And I... So, well, we have a first act. We don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, and we also, in our first act, have, like, six characters. That's the thing. So, like... Oh, that's um, great. Are you kidding? We're off We're off to the races. We got characters. No, this, this is good. Let's... Yeah, no, this is good. Uh, we need to move the plot along. Let's... let's. Okay, so I think... Good, I think one, let's get a good through line here. They, mm-hmm. Like, we start at A, and then they need to do B in order to accomplish C. Yeah, yeah. okay, so I think I think a, a, an easy way to get through the second act and to get to the third act, where we're going to have a showdown with the vampire and our... Franken-Sheriff. Our Franken-Sheriff. I think one, one of the ways we can do this, and we've done this a little bit, but, like, I kind of like the... Um, the like um sort of in Beastmaster when he's collecting all the animals he's like he's, you know he gets the uh he gets Kodo and Poto the ferrets and he's like uh I have my strength and I have my eyes and now I have my cleverness or whatever the fuck you say he's like I've collected all my powers I am Dar <laughs> like, um and so like I think one way we can get through a lot of the second act is like let's figure out who these lawmen were. And as a framework, I think one of them is a gunslinger. And so that's where his arms come from. So he's real good at like fast shooting and all that stuff. Okay, that's all all that's left of the gunslinger. I think like it makes sense if there's some kind of like smarmy charmer guy and that's the face. So he's kind of handsome, right? He's got like a square jaw and he's like, he's kind of charming, right? 
sort of and a Bruce be, Campbell kind be, of character, right? It'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be fun to see that face with a bunch of like stitches and bolts in it later on too, right? Yeah, like, but I'm thinking like a handsome guy because he's right. got no, no, no. That's what I mean. He has to be. He has to be all of the prototypical Hollywood cowboy traits made horrifying. So like. He is a gunslinger. Right. Gunslinger power comes from the fact that he has like zombie arms. And then like his face is really charming, but like you're, it's covered in staples and stuff, whatever. Um, I, I couldn't really come up with something for the legs other than like maybe there's a scout. There's some guy who's oh. like a, yeah, who's like a so wilderness that, survival kind of character. And so he like he runs that, fast and quiet. Okay, I was thinking the same thing. And I was wondering is, can we get a former Civil War soldier involved? So I was thinking for the torso. What and this this is a good like yeah maybe it's a former Union soldier he's got, who's who's a fucking drunk and like he's like Doc Holliday or was it Doc Holliday who was it in uh, in in uh, uh, Tombstone it's Doc Holliday right was yeah Doc Doc Holliday yeah Val Kilmer's character Val Kilmer yeah so I think yeah you have a guy who just has like rock gut like he's got an iron gut and he can just like drink varnish and like you know it's fine and then like so when he comes back he's like. That's how we explain some of his indestructibility. I don't know. That's the best I can come up with. I just, I like that you went that way because I was thinking like, oh, Union soldier, he's got a pure heart. And, okay, and sure. We can go that way too. Like, <laughs> you were like, no, no. He can fucking, he can drink turpentine. <laughs> That's perfect. That's what you want in a Frankenstein monster. That's, or, I, oh, no, 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 no. You know what you do? You know what you do? I mean, cool. Both of these are great. Maybe you don't do either. And the torso is the torso of the sheriff. So when the torso comes out, it has the badge on it. Has the badge. I so like he has like a heart. Like he has like, like to your point, he has like a heart that craves justice. Like Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's emblematic too, right? Like when he's putting the torso together, the middle, of course, has to have the badge on it. Well, what if it's like we don't have to we don't have to give these guys a bunch of backstory. What if what if the feet were from the Union soldier and he is sitting around in the bar drinking all the time and he's going like, yep. I marched from Biloxi to New York and back to Virginia. Yeah, he's a campaigner. Yeah, he's been marching all over the country. Oh, I know why he's drinking. He was on Sherman's March. He's seen the shit. Sherman's March, perfect. I marched all the way through Georgia and Mm -hmm. saw the whole country burn. Well, he never tires. That's the thing, right? So it's like, okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. What did um, you have though? Your face blew up like a fucking mine. Like, well, I was just—I want to like—I want to. There, there are these moments that I look for in these films where we can take them from this is a ridiculous movie to this is obviously a Planet X film, and I believe that those things happen in large part in the details. Yes, I think maybe the sheriff's badge isn't on him, or maybe it is, and there's like a bullet hole through it, or got ripped in half, or something. And the doc can have this line where he's like, "Well, if he's going to be sheriff, or wait, sorry, he's German. Well, if he's going to be sheriff." He's going to need a badge. And the old lady puts a pentagram on him. <laughs> like, oh, it's so fucking like, good. This'll, this'll do. Like, yeah, oh, fucking yeah. A. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Great. That's that I like that very much. Um I, 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 this, Okay, this, so so my point, I'm sorry, my point with constructing our Franken Sheriff, who in by the way, in Frankenstein, at one point he does call the monster Adam. So I don't hate the idea of calling this guy Adam. Um <laughs> But whatever, we need a name for him other than Frank and Sheriff at some point. Uh, so I think I think he, in the second act, what we want to see. Oh is- no! You know what? If it's a soft reboot, yeah. he's not going to name Adam. He's going to name him Kane. Kane is a great name for a monster hero. Very good. Did you ever play the video game series Devil May Cry? No, I did not. So in the and I didn't I didn't really play any of them. But I remember when it came out, and it's about this, like, demonic detective, and he has a white gun and a black gun, and they're called Ebony and Ivory. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking great. So I thought, like, man, Cain and Abel would be a cool name for two six shooters. Oh, wow, they really would. And, oh, well, you know what his name can be? Seth. Seth. There's three. Okay. People forget there's Cain and Abel. And then after Cain slew Abel, there was Seth. That was Adam and Eve's third child. Well, I, I love the idea of him having two six shooters that have names. Cain and, and Abel is pretty fucking, fucking tough. tough. <laughs> I mean, okay. Tough. My idea with building the, the dude out of these four components is that now we have a good framework for the second act where he needs to... I mean, we got to have him get in some shootouts so we can see the gunslinger arms. We've got to have him do some kind of charming poker game sort of thing to get information or something. Like, I think we can build out four scenes. Yes. 
that kind of rely on his four body parts and then kind of see it come together at the end. I think what would also help is like, what is this vamp? Like, what does this vampire robber baron really want? Why has he cursed the town? And what can he throw at our hero? Um, I this is a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, it's like okay. As as soon as the first encounter takes place, the vampire robber baron is going to know that there's the sheriff is back or something. He's there's like a new sheriff, and that he's different than the ones who came before because he can't be killed. Well, he could be just by his nature sensitive to supernatural powers. So when our Franken sheriff is awakened, you oh, know okay. that's good. Yeah, we cut to him like, yeah, waking I mean, up in the middle of the night, like hmm? the disturbance in the forest. What the hell is going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's actually pretty easy. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Oh, maybe. No, oh, that's kind of cool too. What if they can, because they're both sort of creatures of the night? What if they can kind of sense each other? Oh yeah. We no, can I, do. We can do some fun like bram stoker's dracula dream sequency kind of stuff like yeah, where like they're like that. invading each other's thoughts that's cool okay cool cool cool. um i think maybe can, can I, i'm just worried about throwing too many plot elements and see if you can help me do anything with this what if the town was originally protected by a benevolent spirit and our and our villain is essentially an evil creature who drove out a a good a good supernatural force and so in order to, hmm. mm-hmm. uh, mm, I don't know. It's, no, it's, it's good. It doesn't solve the problem of what does the villain want? Because we, yeah, right. we know what the yeah. lawman wants. The lawman has a heart that beats with justice. And so he's going to do everything he can to liberate the town. But there's always in these kind of like, okay, go back to your original concept of like screwball comedy, uh, screwball cowboy movie. There's always oil. There's always gold. There's always something. Okay, the railroad's going to come brain, through the town and he's buying up the land so he can get rich. Whatever. No, my brain lit up but right before you say it. I, I always like the thing where there's a mine and instead of there being, like, obviously there's coal or whatever in the mine, but mm-hmm. maybe there's some item, some kind of supernatural item that powers. Mm-hmm. So the reason that he's there isn't so much to, it, it is to protect his source of power. There's a supernatural power generator. That's our MacGuffin down in a mine or down in the bottom of a well. And it was originally guarded by a good spirit, but an evil spirit manifested itself, destroyed the good spirit, and now dwells over the town. And he kills every sheriff because he he, he wants, he has to run the place. He has to protect his source of power. And so eventually the Franken sheriff is created in order to destroy him and restore benevolence to the town. Like as soon as that, as as our uh, Western Dracula took over the town, like the wells dried up, you know, and the crops died, yeah. or the cattle died, the cattle died, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It, it would give okay, us that's cool. Let me, let me just nice, you know. Yeah, let me blend some of this stuff together. Yeah, what if, that's what so, we, so we get it a little tighter. What if what if the thing is it's got to tie back to western shit i'm trying to think of like okay like in blade right like they're trying to get the ability for the vampires to go out in the daylight because then they can take over the world so what if it was something like that where it would give him ultimate power over people's minds or i don't know whatever it is right and so he's trying to get to it um Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll come back to that. It'll probably be obvious what that thing is in, in, a, in a little while. What I like about this is, let's say the town, it's a mining town, right? And they, oh God, there's a mineral or something that they have or, or they've stumbled or he knows that this thing is buried deep down in this mine somewhere. And he wants to buy the town mine and like they hold out. And they're like, no, we're not going to sell to you. We're not going to sell to you, whatever he is able to put a curse on the town where to your point, the wells dry up, people start getting sick, people start leaving town to get away from this place. So it's going to turn into a ghost town and then he can just take it over effortlessly. And just before that happens, the town decides we've got to hire some people to defend seven samurai style to defend us from this evil dude. Who's going to sweep in and like, he's going to sign the papers that night to take over the town. They get in a big fight, fires break out, whatever the vampire dude ends up having to flee with his goons. Um, or maybe he does. He signs the deed. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, no, no. He does sign the deed to the to the. He brings the money. He gets control of the mine. Then the fight breaks out. So he owns the mine. He starts sending his goons to go dig there to get to whatever this thing is. 
and our hero, Frank and Sheriff, along with Frank Steiner, the doctor, and the old witch lady, set out on this quest to stop him before he gets to the thing. And at the end of the movie, we do a uh, the, the He-Man thing where the old lady is the protector spirit. I like this. I like this she, very she, much. She, she, she ages backwards. She becomes the spirit of Grayskull. And she's now a young, beautiful, vaguely spooky lady who is like, I will protect this thing and watch over it or whatever. That's good because when you first brought up the fact that she was like an old hag, I kind of thought that we were going to go that way. Like she no, was let's do a fairy, Yeah, let's do a fairy tale thing with it. I like, I like that, and also it makes it easier. I had an idea for a scene that probably won't happen, um, okay. but I do want to throw it out there just because it is so Planet X-y. Okay, um, let's do it. Is, I, I like the idea of Frank Steiner being in town, and we watch all this shit go down in the second act, and mm. then his impetus is like the, the hag and the preacher show up in his room, and he's like, well, you know, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we know who you are, and we know what you can do. And mm. help. You know, like you know what? Then, yeah, that, I'm sorry. That name, the witch, and he's sort of like they're like there must be light and dark and all this sort of. But I think with the preacher character, we don't need to introduce. I think that scene can just be the hag. What if? What if we? Okay. What if? <laughs> what if? This is when things get good. Now I'm excited. No, I'm still. I'm still in the first act. I'm still in the first act of this one. But we're gonna get going. Okay. What if at the beginning? The, the doctor is the doctor's new in town or not maybe he's been there forever it doesn't matter he's a german guy and the the whole thing happens he is bringing the guy back or whatever and then the vampire dude comes and interrupts that like he has his boys like his boys roll into town the next day while this is happening they shoot up the place the doctor gets loaded he falls down dead his shop is totally destroyed and then when the the old lady comes and wakes up the Frankensteiner or the or the, the, the the sheriff, he she wakes up the undead sheriff. And when he wakes up, she's like, "Well, you better have a name." And he looks around, and the the storefront to this guy's shop has been shot up, and like the doctor has been blown off, and the en has been blown off. And he just sees Frank Steiner, and he's like, "Frank, Frank Steiner." <laughs> Steiner. So we get rid of the doctor character in the first act. We don't have to worry about him anymore. I he like dead. that actually. And now we have Sheriff Frank Steiner. I like <laughs> it's a lot to clean up, dude, is all I'm saying. Like, I like all of these plot I like all these elements very, very much. I really do. Okay, let's uh, let me make it simple for you. Do you want to kill the doctor at the beginning and have our sheriff named Frank Steiner, or do you want to have Dr. Frankenstein be a character in this movie along with Seth or Adam or whatever we end up calling the sheriff? I want to do Frank Steiner, the sheriff, as a character. Okay. What we have to do then is we need to do those scenes with the four people who are going to be contributing body parts mm -hmm. very early in the film. Yeah, that's like your, to your point. That's pre-credits. They're in town at the, at the saloon. They all know why they're there. We have a quick one or two sentence kind of set up some super duper uh, expositional dialogue. Oh, I know how uh, to do it. Then we do, then we do the first gunfight with the vampire. He leaves town. We roll credits. Now we have the guy being brought back and yeah, we're off to the races. I, I like this for pre-credits. Tell me what you think of this. We see four little vignettes. We okay. see the gunslinger, gunfight, gunfight, and then we see him die, and then we see his headstone in the town cemetery. Then cool. we see the Union soldier. He's marching through Georgia. Things are burning. He's inexhaustible. He won't quit. He won't quit. We won't quit. Then we see him die. We see his headstone in the mm -hmm. cemetery, in the town. Like, it's four little vignettes that end Perfect. with headstones, and then the last shot is the four headstones and then it pulls back lightning and, cracking and and then and then the doctor walks in in like a raincoat sticks the shovel in the ground roll credits exactly great exactly. we're off to the races and then okay bring me your bring me your head you know okay and so then then, then we do the the old lady reveal is a good guy we have the doctor bring them back the boys roll into town they shoot up the shop he goes out oh this here we go so he goes out midday when when the vampire's boys shoot up the town and he they're, yeah, he, okay, so he, he doesn't know what he's capable of. They don't know what he's capable of. They do a quick draw. They beat him to the draw. Like, he pulls up his hands, but he doesn't have any guns. They shoot him a few times. He kind of looks down, looks at them, and they're like, what the hell are you, man? And then he just charges forward and starts, like, killing these guys, gets a gun at some point. He beats up a couple, like, low-level lackeys. The town witnesses this, and they're like, what's your name, son? And he's like, looks back at the shop, sees it shut up. I'm Frank Stein. Perfect. So now the, the town, the town is horrified with this guy. They know 
he's on their side. Now the old witch lady can, now we can have the meeting with the goddess where she says like, she reads his tarot cards or something and is like, you have to go on a quest to find this guy. He lives somewhere out beyond the ridge or somewhere in the cut. She gives him some general direction to head off in. So now he gets on a horse. And I thought about this earlier. I think it'd be very funny if those four people also had horses and the horse was also made of composite parts. But oh, I don't freaking think horse. Mr. <laughs> Dead. His name is Mr. Dead. <laughs> okay, perfect. He has a horse called Mr. Dead that is also made sorry. of composite parts. I'm very, well, that's what we're going to call him now. So that's okay. all there is to that. So Frank and Mr. Dead head off into the desert or into the whatever, the, the outlands. Uh, we've already seen what he's capable of. So now he's got to find, see the robber baron needs to have like, uh, oh, you know what we could steal? It would be really fun. Well, no, I don't want to do that. So, okay. So the, the, the robber baron, the robber baron vampire needs like a base. He needs someplace he's operating out of. And like the first place I went was like a train or a train car. But I think we can do better than that. Cause I think like it would actually be really cool if the final act took place like on a train to the mine. That'd be cool. Yeah, or a dungeon crawl through the mine and his base is in the mine. I like both of those things very much. Um, yeah. I have, I have an idea. I want to I revisit this. Okay. Let me see, I have an idea that might connect the title. Okay. Um, so we talked about this MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. This thing that... that, that is somewhere out in the mine that the vampire dude is digging for. He doesn't have it yet. He doesn't have control of it. Eventually, he's going to get to it, though. So there's a ticking time. So here's what happens, though. He discovers it before the end of the movie. He gets it. He becomes empowered, right? Okay, okay. That's got to be a thing that happens. What Our evil vampire character has an eye patch, and when he finds this tiny mineral, it's like a ball or something, he opens his eye patch, and he he puts it in his eye socket so he literally has to cut off his head in order to that's, okay that's great the thing that he's oh man mm, you can shoot this down you can shoot this down if you want because it may be too much pastiche the thing that he's digging for is dracula's corpse and it's the gold emblem that dracula wears in the old like 31 movie with the red jewel in it yeah the bella thing yeah 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 yeah. yeah. they wears a monster squad and shit yeah yeah, at the end at the end what it is is like it's like i mean we can go super literal if you want we don't have to do dracula we don't have to do any of this but i love the idea that like it's an artifact he's going for that was buried deep 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 in the ground by somebody who was like nobody can it could be van helsing brings dracula's body to the new world he dumps it in the middle of the old west and he's like great nobody will ever find this it could also be something totally different. Like we could root it all in America, but, but I like the idea that like, yeah, he opens up this corpse and it's like, or opens up a coffin. He's digging to get a coffin. I like pops it. Pops it open. And there's a rotten old vampire corpse with this jewel pops off the jewel, lifts up his eye patch, sticks it in. Sticks and it in. Has, oh, it's called the bloodstone or blood gym or something. The blood, the bloodstone is perfect. That's bloodstone. Perfect. Great. So now he's got the bloodstone. And I like this good. very much, Drew. I like. This you know what we can do? Much. Fuck this. We don't even have to go complicated. It it shoots rotoscope lasers. Okay. And it, it makes his thralls like their eyes glow and they go crazy and they try to. It just it does generic evil stuff. It doesn't have to be dead. He can raise the dead with it. So he has put even people better. For yes, it has the power to raise the dead. Oh, that's very good too because we can. Oh, we can do a, a, a we can do a thing in the in Doctor Frankenstein's office when he brings him back that yes. he, it's some experimental thing he's working on, but it's the same color. It's, it's like red goo or a red beam. Like he has artificially scientifically created what the bloodstone does. And he's using it to power his reanimation process. Which breaks when the guys shoot it up. And then at the I end, think- when we see the bloodstone, we'll, we'll, I, we'll visually link the red color and vaguely crystalline quality to go, oh shit, okay, that, that's the thing that brought the sheriff back. Yeah, that's great. I, cool. I like this very much. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is great. So uh, the the evil guy has a mansion that's out in the woods somewhere. It's like a plantation, basically. Yeah. Um, so now the the quest is for Frank, the sheriff, to battle through the wilderness and fight off his goons as this guy like is trying to track him down. And we can do, we can have some fun with that. One of them's a sniper. So there's like a sniper battle. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. One of them, yeah, rides a buffalo or something. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it all out. And then um, when he gets to the plantation, they think that's the last showdown. He runs in, guns blazing. He's doing all this cool cowboy action. Um, 
but the dude escapes in his like stagecoach. That's what it'll be. He has a he has a cool spooky stagecoach. I love that. So now I we really, have really love that. yeah. Now we have Frank on Mister Dead chasing the stagecoach, like shooting guys off of it. People are jumping back and forth. He can jump off Mister Dead onto the stagecoach. Whatever it wrecks at the mine. He's he kind of comes to and now uh, the vampire robber baron evil plantation owner guy has got the bloodstone. Frank confronts him last shootout battle happens in the mine so like he's blasting lasers all over the place he's making dead miners come back to life so frank's got to fight all these guys off and then we end of course with the mine collapsing well he's got to cut his head off so he cuts his head off but it's become so which we're i want to come up i got i have an idea for that but uh he cuts his head off the whole mine starts to collapse and then he runs out and then our last shot is him standing on the collapsed mine with like the old lady Oh, that's really cool too, because then we can do a, uh, we can do like an open-ended uh, ending where like he climbs out of the wreck of the mine and like the old lady's there and she turns into like a younger lady and she's like, I've always watched over this stone. I've always watched over this valley kind of a thing. And she's, he's like, well, I guess it's behind us. And she's like, you know, other people are going to come for that stone. Right. And and then there's like a, I live forever. You probably live forever. We're going to guard this valley for all time. It's like, like we end with I these like, like two haunted people in a ghost town where everybody's already left. Like all the citizens are like, fuck this. Let's get the hell out of here. Like they're, they're living in this ghost town. And now they're like, this is it forever. This is what we do now. I like this very much. I think, okay, so here's the thing. I think that the... And this is going to seem nitpicky, but in order for it to feel like a real film, I think like the villain's name needs to be like an old west bandit, and it needs to be like Black Matthew, you know, something like that. Oh, it's, cool. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds really even. I was trying to get Doctor Acula in there, but it doesn't <laughs> does not work. Mister Dead might fly. Doctor Acula not going to do it. Uh, um, yeah, he could be like. Um... Well, he could be a count for sure. So he needs a name. The and the hag needs a name. Well, okay. I feel like the hag is pretty easy. Like you can just choose like Esmeralda. She could be Cassidy. She could be Anastasia. Like she could be any kind of like old worldy sounding name. Or she could have a name like Evil Annie or something. And then she oh, that's very cool. And then she manifests herself as like Angelica, guardian spirit. Oh, that's very good. I like that very much. Okay. Uh, so for the Count, he could be... Hmm. Honestly, we could just call him the Count. It's pretty good. The Count is fucking great. Leave <laughs> it at that. Like, that's very good. He's got to stop the Count. The Count. I like it. And that's, and that's the Doctor. We will only refer to him as the, the doctor. doctor. Of course. I like this movie very much. I'm very excited now to see this movie that does not uh-huh. exist. So we're in a good Planet X space. You know what we got to do, though? <laughs> got to cast it. Yeah. We got to cast this motherfucker. We have So, okay, well, hold on. Before we do that, we need to place it in time. And to me, this sounds like, I mean, you said Quick and the Dead earlier. I think that's absolutely the right time period. I think this could be like a 95 to 99, like, okay. weird, ironic cowboy movie. I can also see this being, like, pretty contemporary, like having come out in the last, like, 10 years. I could too. I could see this even being like a like a Netflix original movie, kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. It has enough elements of like I could see this being uh, procedurally generated. <laughs> like <laughs> we want like cowboys, but also monsters, and we're just gonna jam yeah. it all together. There you go. It's done. It's called Bring Me Your Head. <laughs> well, I mean, I tell you what, it it does feel like the mid '90s, also because that's when Oblivion came out. You know. Yeah, it seems like like there was a lot more. It was, yeah, it seemed like there was a lot more sincere mashing together of genre at that time. It wasn't like, it wasn't like pastiche and it wasn't ironic. It was like, oh, let's genuinely make like a screwball cowboy movie called The Quick and the Dead. Like, great. Like when Jonah Hex came along and they tried to do like a horror cowboy movie, I feel like, well, I mean, that movie didn't work on every level. I actually thought it was okay. But it was a 50, like, it was a 50-50 horror cowboy movie, which it just, it was too late for it. Like... There were certain movies like Oblivion that did yeah. screwball westerns before that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And they're very odd movies. <laughs> like, like, they're very fun to find. Um, I think it's a good place to set it. It's also an era that we're pretty familiar with, like, the acting base. Um, yeah, I just, I, I hate that we haven't done a contemporary movie. I kind of, I liked your suggestion that, like, Amazon or Hulu or Netflix put this together and thought it was a good idea. Well, fuck it. Let's do it. 
because I think I think we can do some fun stuff with the casting if okay. we go that route. So like, do you have anyone in particular in mind? I do. I do. Uh, this um, I like for the Doctor character, the Reanimator character. Uh, yeah. I really like Jeffrey Wright. Um, but he was, he's in Westworld in a, like a really similar role. So that may be why I'm thinking of him, um, okay. as like a, a cowboy doctor, but I, th- I think it, I think it could work. I mean, I think that there's a, com- like, I'm trying to play this, like I, I'm pretending to be the Netflix and Amazon algorithm. So I think Sarah Paulson, uh, makes a ton of sense as, um, uh, evil Angie slash, uh, Angeline. Um, she's been in every season of American Horror Story. She's fucking incredible in that show. She has no problem doing ridiculous over-the-top stuff. And I can definitely see their algorithm being like, oh, people like American Horror Story, and they also like Cowboys vs. Aliens, so like, let's get Sarah Paulson in a cowboy movie. Like, done! That's great! So I think, and I think she can, she can completely do the role. She can totally carry it. I would love to see her in some crazy old lady makeup. Um, um, what's the... Uh, so we're not we don't have to cast all four um no we just have to cast frank we have to cast frank and my my question is is, shoot no never mind i was going to ask what the upper age limit is on it um because i would love to see carrie elwes 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 play that you know from Mm, yeah yeah yeah, totally he's 56 i don't think that's gonna fly Um, i'll tell you they probably couldn't get him if this was made today but if this was made five or ten five or six years ago right yeah uh, milo uh ventimiglia who played jess on gilmore girls he got he got super handsome and real like long hair with a mustache cowboy and he's like super jacked too now. He's like fucking fit as hell. But he um, he did uh, Heroes, and then after that, he did a whole lot of nothing. And now he's on uh, This Is Us. It's called This Is Us, which yeah, is like I a big you know, people love that show. So if we could get him post Gilmore Girls, but pre This Is Us, so if we could get him in like 2012, 2013. Like, and I like I like his I like his look for that too. I think I, I, really, I'd buy him as a cowboy, dude. Like, totally would buy I that totally kid as a cowboy. Did, I totally buy him as a cowboy, and, and you I could probably get him for sag rates in 20, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know what would be great is that I think the direction you would give him is just forget that you're in this ridiculous monster getup and play it totally straight. Play straight and cowboy. And then it would be funny. It would. But that's what I think. If you have, if you have Sarah Paulson as Evil Angie, and you have uh, Milo Ventimiglia as Frank, this starts to look like a pretty fucking legit movie. <laughs> like this is, this it isn't like does. nobody's. Like these are people that have chops. They just, you know, they're not the biggest names, right? Like they're the people you would see in streaming. streaming there's shows. a character. There's a character actor I'm trying to think of for the Count. Okay. Oh fuck yeah, we gotta cast the Count. Shit. And what I want is, I think in that role, you do actually want Shit. an older actor. Like I said, Carrie always was out because he's like, 50, well, so he'd be like 50. But that's that's actually kind of, that's kind of a sweet spot for that. Remember here, we have we have the Count doing stagecoach antics and laser mind battles. Like, he's going to have to have some physicality. I'm not saying like, that we can't, No, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, we can't get Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's not going to be able to hack those scenes. He's not going to be able to do those scenes, right, anymore. Like, he's got amazing stage presence or whatever, but, like, there's well, no freaking way. Let's see. Yeah, it's a shame. Mm. All these, all the people that are popping into my head are too old. Well, what uh, you need is, like, you need, like, a Brian Cranston or, I mean, you're not going to get him because he's doing fucking Breaking Bad, but, like, at, at this time anyway. Um, right. But somebody who's, like, in that, in that age range... Well, that's, 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 yeah, I'm kind of... Do you think Tom Selleck would come back and do it? I think we could afford Tom Selleck. <laughs> What's he doing? Um, uh, he is doing Blue Bloods, isn't he? Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, he's got a gig. All right, he's not going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, he does have a... No- well, I don't know. I, I have a suggestion um okay hit me with it we have really pulled from the 90s snl cast um because they're great like there's a lot of great people in there (laughs) okay go with me for a second what do you think about daryl hammond 
who most famously did Bill Clinton. He also did um, Sean Connery. Oh, no, he's like probably the best impersonation dude SNL's ever had. This is what I'm thinking. He's exactly the age we want, and he can do any fucking voice that we throw at him. He could totally do, yeah, he can ham it up as like a Southern Baron. Damn, that's really good, Blair. You could you could even tell him, like, we want you to be a Southerner who kind of sounds like Bella Lugosi, and he could do it. Totally. Oh, man. No, it's great. And I, I he's got, like, man, how do I say this without disrespecting Daryl Hammond? He doesn't care. He's not listening. You don't know that he's not listening. I'm sorry. This podcast is, exists in eternity, in perpetuity, so there that's is a true. chance... This is 2025, and Daryl Hammond's like, Planet X, huh? better check this out. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't care what you say because I only selected him because I think he would be amazing and I respect him. No, yeah, yeah, no Tino Shade, but like, I, I feel like he could do like kind of gross, twisted, vampire, small town bully. Like, I want to see him as a bully. That's what, like, he seems like he could pull off that face, like, now I'm going to own this town. Yeah, you're all, you're all worms to me. Like, I mean, I've never seen him be hateful on camera, but when I look at him, I think, that guy could probably pull off hateful. Well, I mean, this sounds <laughs> dumb, but like, if you imagine him do doing, anything. yeah, well, but if you imagine his Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy, and then go like, <laughs> just make that an evil person. Yeah, he, I'm going to own this town. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, cool, great. I, buy that. I own this town. I'm the town. town. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I, okay. I, before, before you said got something better, that's who I would. That's my vote. For no, I, I, I'm in. Daryl Hammond's locked in in my mind. Like, we're done. That's it. Uh, what I was, but what I was going to say before you said Daryl Hammond was we needed somebody comedic. Now you brought in Daryl Hammond, so done and dusted. But I was actually going to suggest Joe Latruglio, and I think we should put oh, him in as like we should put him in as like uh, uh, one of Daryl Hammond's lackeys because like fucking Joe Latruglio is going to love working with Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond will probably love working with Joe Latruglio. I want scenes with them where he's like he's Smee from Hook, like well I'll say I got to get to town and uh, try 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 to find the sheriff. And he's like you better find him. <laughs> I love I would love to watch those two just like mug it up together. I like I like that. I like having Joe Latruglio in the movie because I feel like he could be your townsperson. Yeah, so he could be a townsperson, he could work for the count, but he we need somebody who's like genuinely kind of slapsticky and kind well, of that's like, a, you know what you do? Make him the mayor of the town. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Imagine him because you've seen him do all kinds of. But imagine put the little round kind of yeah, totally. glasses on him, the little bowler hat, the derby. He, yep. He's trying to be pompous, but he's just this weaselly, sad little. Like combine that with his Brooklyn Nine Nine character. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Okay, cool. So now we have a mayor character. We'll deal with him. That's fine. He gets a, he gets a couple scenes. Well, no, it doesn't change anything we said about the plot because you 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 have to have a townsperson. So, the only townsperson we have right now is the hag. We have to yeah, have so, somebody. Well, and so I was thinking Joe Latruglio as the vampire takes it in a very comedic direction, but I like leaving it with Daryl Hammond because in my heart of hearts, I believe he could do something that he could do the Monster Squad thing where it's both comedic and at times actually horrifying. He could be like, very I, threatening. He's got gravitas. He could pull it off. Joe Latruglio as the mayor is a fucking great role for that guy. <laughs> and that's, that's your nonstop comic relief because we've already said the right, director right. for Frank is play it straight. That's where your character's comedy comes from. We need to have a ham in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why not get Joe Latruglio who's like, I'm you say? Like, and we'll just, just blow it out of the water. I, I, mean, I, just, I love the idea of having him in the film and letting him do... His, yeah, like, just let, let him just let him mug the whole time. Yeah, guess what? No, he's going to kill it. Okay, um, so the, I, what I do want to do you think that we could get Christoph Waltz for the Frankenstein role because he's only going to be in it for like five minutes? <laughs> like, you don't have to pay him that oh, much. He only has to be wow. in the first. Like, but wouldn't it be great if he's like, "Well, I've done all this before." Like, <laughs> uh, he's kind of your get, right? He's, he's your, your get. get. Well, that's the one you put on the poster. Like, that's, you we got Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is in this. And then you watch it and you're like, he was in and you five kill him 15 minutes, minutes in. It's like, what's his name? Uh, 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 Perry uh, from 90210. Um, oh, Luke Perry, my favorite. My boy. Luke Perry, Luke Perry got billing above, not, not above Bruce Willis. I think he's third. You're talking about second. the fifth element, right? Yeah, he's Wait. second or third build in fifth element. He's in fucking less than two minutes of it. Like, can we shoehorn him so, into this? Because okay, it's, so before, gonna... it's before Riverdale. 
We have, we have in 10 episodes, congratulations on making it 10 episodes deep, by the way, we have created Chekhov's Katana in addition to a lot of other great phrases. And I would like to submit that to pull a parry is to get a get, to get somebody great in a film and only have them in it for a minute, but then hype the fuck out of the fact that you got them. Like, <laughs> That's totally a thing. That's totally a right, thing. So we're going to, we're going to pull a parry. We're going to get Christoph Waltz. The hell out of that. This is really good. Okay. So you we've know, got. He's a little, he's a little old, but, but it's before Riverdale. I like our casting for Frank, but I want to throw something out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I really do like that casting. Do you think Luke Perry might be better? He did. Um, He's in Riverdale now. Well, he, he did. He did like a super low budget fantasy movie called like Dudes and Dragons. He also did the television show Jeremiah in the early 2000s, <laughs> which was a sci-fi show that he did with, um, oh, what's his name? Theo Huxtable. Um, you know, I was actually, I was going to suggest... Um, Stephen Amel, who's the guy who plays the lead in Arrow. Yeah, he plays Arrow. And also Casey Jones in the last regrettable. Yeah, I would buy him as the cowboy, but I really like Milo in that role. I, think, I really do, too. I, I think, think these are great if you can get the guy. I know. I think I... Well, but fuck it. Here's what we do. We cast all these motherfuckers as the four guys at the beginning, and whichever one we can get the cheapest, that's who becomes Frank. <laughs> so I, love, we just cast, I love it. Planet X, here's <laughs> approval right there. That's so how you make a Planet X. We got, yeah. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Steve Amel. We've got Milo Venomiglia. We've got Steve Perry. Luke Perry, not the lead singer of Journey. Sorry, Luke Perry. Goddamn, sorry, dude. I got to tell you about the time I met that guy. Um, you met Steve Perry? I did. I did meet Steve Perry. Welcome to Hollywood. Drew's Corner. We're over here now. I was working on the music video for the Bravery song, Something to Believe. It's a terrible song. We filmed it in a club in over the course of a single day. It was really bad. And um, I, was, uh, I was the only guy on set that was tall and skinny, like the lead singer. So I ended up being the stand-in for him as well as, well as having to do my like camera assistant duties. And um, so while I was hanging out with the lead singer, The Bravery, uh, he was like, hey, did you meet Steve yet? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you see that dude over there? That's Steve Perry from Journey. And I was like, no shit. And so like, Get he was like, fuck out. Well, he was like, dude, we were at a show one time and Steve Perry showed up and I guess him and the drummer hit it off and they became really good friends. And so the drummer used to hang out with Steve Perry. They found out they were shooting this video, which was like their big hit. So Steve Perry showed up to set. I Blair, I kid you not. This fool was wearing a matching purple tracksuit, like, like crushed velvet tracksuit that just said steve on it in the middle of the day and like, it had his name on it it's fucking great he was this awesome is the best thing i've ever did did you say hi yeah i walked past him and he looked at me and i was like oh hey mr perry and he goes hey and that was it <laughs> like yeah there was steve perry like oh man Sometimes purple I- tracksuit i kid you not purple tracksuit Sometimes I get really pissed at you, and now I love you again. It was a weird day. It was a weird day, but I did. I did briefly meet Steve Perry. Okay, back to the back to the good part. We back just need one more. We just need one more. One more boy. Who? Wait. Who have we not got? Well, we haven't even cast, but we've got we've got Luke Perry, we've got Steve Amel, and we've got uh, Milo Venomiglia. So we just need oh, one we, more. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So. Um... I think we can knock this out. We just need one more. 25% of this, uh, of this, this is Monster Man. Um, let's see. Let's see, I says. Let's see. Um, oh, you know who I was trying to get into it earlier was um, um, uh, Joe Manganiello? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Big square uh, jaw dude, loves playing D&D. It's, it's a good time to get him in, too, because it's kind of right before he hit a good enough stride that he would... Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need, he doesn't need uh, I mean, Bring Me Your Head today, but he could have probably used, you know, 2011, like right before he did Magic Mike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, he's doing the late night circuit now, but I mean, back then, yeah, he could have... Oh, I really he, like it. Here's, here's what I like about these four boys we have. They're all great, first off. They're all great guys, great actors. Would love to see any of them in, in that lead role, which means whichever one we end up with, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm happy no matter what happens. But then we have, we have Joel Atrilio as the mayor. We have Christopher, uh, Christoph Waltz at the beginning as Dr. Frankenstein. We've got Sarah Paulson as the old lady, and we have Daryl Hammond as the count. That's tidy. That's very nice. The Netflix, cast- if you're listening, you don't even have to pay me for this one. I would, what I would like you to do is start jousting with KFAB and pay me for that one. 
this one y'all can just have. Just go bring, go make, bring me your head. Bring me your head. Just go make it. We did all the heavy lifting for you. We did the hard part. Yeah, just write, it. write some checks and, and fucking do some shit. Like, it's not that hard. We did all the thinking. I tell you what, Drew. Sam Raimi is an executive producer. You guys can fucking do that. Mm -hmm. Now that we've got these actors plugged in, a movie that I was kind of so-so about up until that moment, now I'm in love with it, and I'm mad it doesn't exist. And And it fits really nicely into the last five to ten years of what all these streaming services are doing, which passes the other stink test, which is I can totally see this being made. It's... It, it's very possible. I mean, maybe maybe the cast would be different or something. I mean, because sure. obviously we love to dream. We dreamcasted this one for sure. We, we totally did. But we Sega dreamcasted this one. We Sega dream. We crazy taxied this cast. And like, <laughs> I, I was gonna do the score, but you know, it's a western. You don't need a band to do a song. If it was anybody, I would say like, you know, grab Colexico. They'll do a song for you. Oh then, man, that's the fucking icing. If Colexico did part, even part of the soundtrack, it's like, oh my god. Like, License something off a hot rail. They've already written a couple of Western themes that have just never been used. Just pay them. Pay them. Even if it's just, even if it's just the top and the credit song, and then the middle is just some like vaguely Sergio Leone kind of like. Yeah, yeah, just get Colexico. Fuck it. Oh man. Okay. Well, shit. That's it, huh? We did it. That's a really fucking great movie. It's a great, great title too. Thank you so much, Ben Bellamy, for that one. You'll hear more Ben Bellamy titles. We have a couple of people who have sent us a giant list of great titles, and we're we're trying not to be preferential because everyone is submitting great titles, but there are going to be some names that you hear more than once just because the quality and the quantity is is so out of proportion with everyone else. But if you want to change that, by all means, go to planetxcinema.com and hit submit and send us some movie titles because even if you think it's dumb, we'll think it's gold. Give us some titles. Yeah, you can submit your titles uh, to our podcast by going to planetxcinema.com and clicking on the submit button. You can also email us at planetxcinema at gmail.com. Blair, I'm going to run because I want to go hand some candy out to some little kids and spook them. Uh, But if you are in San Antonio, Austin, or the South Texas region and would like to check out a live screening, our next one is November 30th. Uh, We are at our new uh, home, Kunstler Brewing in Southtown in San Antonio. So that'll be November 30th at 8 p.m. It's totally free. And we are showing the jcvd classic time cop um, time cop fucking great action sci-fi movie every time i watch that movie i'm like god damn that's a good movie it's a like, great movie man it's it's a it's a weird concept but he fucking sells it he does a great job with it so if you're a fan of if you're a fan of john claude van damme if you've never seen time cop if you've seen time cop a million times please come out november 30th Kunstler brewing uh, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're at Planet X Cinema, so so get after us. Uh, submit your movie titles. Follow us. Um, if you like what we're doing here on the podcast, uh, submit a title, but also uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, we're a baby podcast, and that's super important in the early days. Um, but hey, just share it with your friends. That's the most important thing you can do. We don't advertise this stuff, so if you can spread the the word of righteous trash uh, to the four corners of the globe for us, that would be, that'd be great. That's our mission in life. I also want to give a thanks to Pinko, uh, for the use of our theme song, Oedipus Sex, off their self-titled record. Check out Pinko, uh, and to Brian Ahrens for our voiceover introduction. Thank you, Brian. You can find more of Brian's work at brianahrensvo.com. I know you have trick-or-treaters coming. I have one Halloween tradition, which is to bust out my grainy VHS of uh, Dawn of the Dead 77. So I'm going to be doing that. Sorry, sorry. Nerd check, 78. I knew it as soon as I said it. I knew it as soon as I said it. Well, I'm going to go hand out candy. You enjoy Dawn of the Dead. Well, one more thing. Who the hell are you? Oh, I'm Drew Hicks. Um, I'm Blair Hicks. The search for Planet X continues. I'll take the rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to do a Daryl Haven thing. (laughs) No!